In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's January 17th, 2014! Woo! And you're listening to episode 85 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Maggie. And today, everybody, don't make too many loud noises. We are in the psychiatric ward in Wing C, where Karen has her own little room that is very nice and comfy. <laughs> and she has a, a, a blankety kind of jacket that hugs herself. I'm sorry, Coulson. I didn't mean it to be like that. I'm sorry, Coulson. I didn't mean it to be like that. I'm sorry, Coulson. I didn't mean it to be like that. She is allowed to knit, I think, for a little while each day, and I, I think she's knitting Coulson some sort of therapy blanket. Orange shock blanket. <laughs> Orange shock blanket, yeah. There have been a lot of feels, people, yeah. in the time since we have talked. Yeah, guys, if you haven't seen... If you live in an area where you are able to... Where you... It has already come out... And you haven't seen episode 11 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. called The Magical Place. Oh, dear God. Get your hankies and watch it, because oh, dear God. I didn't have a hanky. I sort of, like, my jaw just become became unhinged and was sitting in my lap. Yeah. What? Duh. What did they do to Coulson? What? What did they do to him? No, Phil. The hell? No, no. The hell? Yeah, so I mean, and then piling that onto all the other trauma we've had in fandoms the last few weeks. So we've had <laughs> Doctor Who. Yeah, the time doctor. of the Doctor. Time uh, of the Doctor. Time of the Doctor. Sorry, remember, I'm, I'm Christmas not, special. I'm not there yet, but I have decided because my my six year old is curious. He saw your sonic screwdriver. Yes. And he became interested, so I've decided this will be a journey that we will go on together. Oh. I just had to preview a few episodes to make sure that you know we don't do the whole blink thing. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to okay Moffat episodes you definitely might want to just watch them before you watch them with him because to see if they're possibly scary yeah um there's a few others that might be a little scary but who knows maybe Halloween this coming Halloween we might have an, a little doctor his <laughs> hair is doing the total David David Tennant thing right now <laughs> sticking I, out everywhere everywhere like yesterday for school I like come here and I just put piled a sort of hair product into his hair and try and combed it out and it just went <laughs> like it was an it was a cactus art arrangement or something. <laughs> like, yep, you have time Dime Lord hair, so I can't do anything with it. <laughs> Seriously. So we've had Doctor Who. Yep. We have Agents of Shield. Yep. With really, really strong feels. Yes. And for various people in whichever countries, we have had Sherlock. Yes. So there the, we'll be having or Sherlock. Or we'll be having Sherlock soon. And so. we are going to cover Sherlock. Sort of separately. Right. Because of when it's being released all over the place and because it's, there's gonna be lots of talkings. So everybody take a deep, calming breath. Make sure to take your sedative. Have some tea, which we do. Clutch your koigu. I could see you rocking back and forth just holding on to koigu. Well, basically doing the same thing to my Sherlock hanky that I was doing mostly during, that I was doing during his last vow and just sort of running it through my hands. Like, literally! I'm, I'm pulling, I have a, a silk, hanky that I got as a freebie from Dharma Trading, and then before the last series of Sherlock, I decided, you know, I'd seen in a pattern book where you could, like, embroidering silhouettes. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, well, I think I'll try that, but I'll do that with Sherlock and John on this hanky. And so I basically, you know, grab the center of the hanky and just keep pulling it through my fist. 
of my other hand. <laughs> Literally, this is what I was doing during the last episode of Sherlock, season three. Compulsively. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there was... There's not a lot of room for being not compulsive in that fandom. Okay, so, but anyways, moving back to the beginning of the year and everything, I hope everybody's holidays were safe and were good. And you got lots of yarn, or mm. spinning things, or needly things, or books, or things like that. Yep. Now it's the new year. Do knitters make resolutions? Oh yeah, some people do. Not me. Not you? No. I don't make regular resolutions. Nah. So. I am probably going to start up another Knit One Geek 2 stash down. Uh-huh. <laughs> as encouragement. Okay. For those of us who either may or may not have knitted, made resolutions, but still want to uh, work from the stash Okay. Okay. Uh, do you have any goals for this year? I do have one. Oh, dear. One thing I would like to try and learn, which is something that I have long seen and been sort of like, eh, I don't really want to. I have no, you know, real impulse to really learn how to do this. I think I'll be fine not knowing it. And then I met a pattern that, or a couple patterns that tempted me. I want to try doing double knitting. Is one of these patterns that scarf that tells a story? Yes. Maybe. There's a, and there's well there's two. Okay. There's one that tells a story. Uh-huh. And one with a certain name. Okay. <laughs> yes, there's the name of the doctor scarf and there's the the there and back again, back again story scarf by Frivolite Handcrafts. Yeah, those two I I I saw them and I'm like I could do this. I kind of want it. But this is something I'll have to work up to because I'm not going to try it because I think both of them use lace weight. I know the name of the Dr. Scarf does. And that one does too. Yeah. So Ooh. I'm not going to attempt. My first attempt will not be either of those scarves in lace weight. I'm going to have to do some practice and trying out first with, you know, like worsted or fingering weight. But yeah, I, I kind of want to learn to do that. I will try and learn oh, along shit. with you. What? I just had an idea. What idea? Spell, spell, spell. <sighs> spell, spell, spell. Well, I just had an idea. And it, I had seen the scarf before, and it hadn't occurred to me. But, like, you know, I will be looking for something to do for the last Hobbit along. Yeah. And it does seem appropriate. Yeah. That one should do a scarf with the entire journey. Yep. For the movie where the journey ends. I had totally planned on doing that for the last one. Like, Are you oh, kidding me? Oh, fuck. I think I found my Hobbit Along. It's January! Right. I think yeah. I found my Hobbit Along project. I totally planned on doing that. And I'm going to have to do some serious training beforehand. Oh, God. Because it's lace weight. I really am going to end up in the end up on the funny farm. I'll be in the cell next door to you. Yeah. Both knitting away at her double knitting. So anyway, sorry you were saying when I had my realization. I don't remember now. <laughs> sorry. Well, I'll be doing it along with you. Yeah. So you plan on learning double knitting this year. Yep. Well, I'm going to let you figure it out first. So that you can teach me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. And my other thing, two other things to do this year. I've got to get around to trying to design a pair of socks. Because I've had that on my list to try and do. Mm -hmm. a, a set of socks designed for Bob from the Dresden Files. But that's been on my list for forever. <laughs> also, spinning. Because we are going to be, or we're planning on being in a competition. Yes, in a sheep to shawl competition. In a sheep to shawl competition at the other end. In November. End of, at the other end of the year. Yeah. 
But that does mean that there is practice that has to happen along the way. Yes. So that is going to be ever in the back of my mind. We're going to have t-shirts, guys. Yes, we're going to have t-shirts. It's going to be awesome. Oh, no we, kidding. We, we won't spoil it until closer to the actual event and oh, make yeah. sure that it's actually going to happen. But if we do what we're planning to do, we're going to have awesome t-shirts. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Michelle is leading this. Uh, the illustrious Michelle is leading this team. and Yes. Um, She's the one who came up with this crazy scheme. She is. The words I'm coming up with is ardent and strongly forced, and she is gung-ho for, (laughs) let's say, making a presence. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For standing out. Yes. And oh boy, will we ever. But uh, shall we move into more traditional adventures in knitting and sort of catch up on what we've been doing. Awesome sauce. Let's do it. You first? Oh, me first? Okay. Well, it's usually you first. Okay, fine. Well, this is Adventures in Knitting that has to be repaired. Oh, dear. Oh, no! Well... What happened? Oh, I loaned it to my mother when they visited, and when she gave oh, it back... No! It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. These... She, she's holding up the, the sweater, which was the, the one-by-one one one ribbing of doom, and then the two-by-two two ribbing okay. of doom, and so, the crazy pie, yeah. This, this, this is not coming off. This is whole and unto itself. Okay. This is the only thing that is loose. Okay. And I still have yarn for it. So, I so you basically just need to sew the I need to stitch shut. it not... shut and I need to secure that yarn okay. somewhere. So anyways, I brought that with me so that I would be reminded to do it because there is no way I'm letting the one by one slice of crazy pie slide out of my life that easily. No, not after the end of time. I have work sacrificed <laughs> so much for that. Okay. So socks. Zippers! Sparkly, sparkly socks. I think that the doctor would approve of the color. Yes. It's blue and sparkly. It might be the, it's the, I know it's the dreaming color starry. I think the colorway might be deep sea flower. I would have to, I would recognize the name. This was my yarn at one point. Yeah, I bought Uh, it off her. (laughs) I sold it to Maggie. And uh, I would recognize the colorway name if I saw it. This is the zipper pattern by Patty Waters. Yep. And it has, it's extremely easy to memorize. It's yeah. basically two, two rows, and one of them is a rest row. And it makes a nice huggable mm-hmm. kind of sock. It hugs your calf and your foot. So there's that. And as for my mitten, which is my labor-intensive project because it has, you know, it's the multiple knittings. I sort of put this in the bag somewhere around New Year's. I haven't pulled it out again. And we're halfway through mm-hmm. January. But I use the cream color mm-hmm. and the conch colorway. So I'm yeah. calling this cream conch mittens. Yeah, of Nitpick's palette. Of Nitpick's palette. And this is the swirly mitten pattern. Pattern. This is the one that has... It's not really so much of a pattern as she gives you a chart yeah. that you're able to uh, knit from. And you just go from there. Yeah, you see. It's this way, and ta-da! Ooh. And yeah, I haven't really knit exceptionally that much on it, but... It's supposed to be my pretty... It's indul- gone pretty far. You're it's gonna... supposed to be my pretty indulgent knitting. You're probably like... Like, look at the size of your hand left, and look at how much you've knit already. You're probably halfway done. Yep. Yeah, I'm literally... was just working enough to... Cl- I think I can close the gusset around the, the thumb now. Yep. Maybe... Uh, maybe half an inch higher. So that is what I have been knitting on for the moment. So... And I'm almost done the, uh, the zipper socks. One is finished. I forgot to mention that. One is finished. One is... Down the leg, past the gusset, and now I'm onto the foot, so that shouldn't be too much longer. Mm-hmm. And I need to keep these, because like I said, it's been a while since I've made socks, and it's been an even longer while since, <laughs> since I've you kept, kept a pair. the socks. And um, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm not wearing socks today. 
No, you're not. Because I'm all out. They're all in the laundry. And it's cold out there, so you need socks. It's all in the laundry. (laughs) That's what happens when mommy has to take a sick day. There are no fairies that restock the fridge, do the laundry, or clean up the house. By the way, your socks match your shirt. Thank you for noticing. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, I can do it to you. All right, everybody, Karen gets points. Oh, my God. Yeah, Karen gets points. Okay, your turn. Okay, so, well, catching up on a couple things I had been working on last time we spoke. I finished, well, given definition of finished, which does not include blocking. That's the Karen version of finished. Yeah. I finished the Bigger on the Inside scarf by Kate Atherley, and that's from... you, You made it a scarf, not a shawl? Well, it's a shawlet. It's like a scarf. Oh, shawl. I see, I see, I it's see. It's a it's a shallow crescent. Okay, got a it. Very wide and shallow crescent. Got it. And that's from the Nitty Spring and Summer 2012 issue. And you can see all the cute little tortoises. Did you make one for every doctor? See, after oh, seeing I after have seeing said that. Day of the Doctor. Okay, guys, spoilers for Day of the Doctor. It's been two months. So, so you should probably know by now. After seeing the Day of the Doctor, I was kind of wishing I'd put in like a couple Daleks or something like that. Because, of course, 13 TARDISes come in to the Day of the Doctor. And there are 15 on the pattern as written. Sadly, I had already started the TARDIS. I was already like well through the TARDIS sections when I saw that. Yeah. So well. I was sort of like, ah, oh, damn it. But I, this may not be the last time I make it. I was going to so. say, you'll just have to make another one. Yeah. I think, you know, somebody will just have to twist your arm. Yeah. Oh, knows. But yeah, it's really sweet. I really need to, to block it. It's just, at the time when I finished it, too, I finished it in time for the Christmas special. And I wore it wrapped around my neck Aww. for the Christmas special. Um, but of course, at that time, like, you know, my brother and sister-in-law and the dogs were staying and stuff like that. And so it's hard to block things. So I need to, now that they have been gone for a few weeks, I need to actually get out my blocking stuff and block it so I can wear it. Because it's pretty. <laughs> And I loves it. And it's nerdy. What else? Okay. Well, actually, I started and finished a project Woo. in the time since we last talked, actually. This is... Well, I had Keeping with the Trying to Knit from My Stash. That, um, that looks like it's been blocked. It hasn't. It hasn't? No. This is unblocked. I'm impressed. Yeah. This is... Uh, I had a skein of Handmaiden Casbah. Which is a merino cashmere blend. And this, the colorway it's in is, it was a one-off. But it's like this lovely tealy greens and some brown, some slightly reddish brown, bluey and purpley. And if you look at the, look at the edge, where you can see all the colors in succession right there. Yeah. It does look like sort of a, an over-dyed rainbow. And it's really gorgeous. So, to try and figure out how I could use the most of the skein, I went searching on Ravelry, and I found a pattern by Susan Ashcroft called TGV High Speed Knitting. Basically, it's from her ebook, Train Spotting for Stitch Nerds. Nice. And it's named after the TGV train. And so, it basically, it's a sort of a crescent shape, and you start at the top of the neck, or the top center, top of the neck. And basically by doing uneven sort of decreases, like you decre- you increase twice at the beginning of the row and once at the end of the row mm-hmm. on like every row. Okay. And that's what makes it give the sort of crescent shape and makes the rows move in sort of a curvy way without using uh, short rows. And then you just, you do that in garter stitch for half the yarn that you have. You just keep weighing it. And then you do two by two ribbing. Still increasing. Nice. I think I used, I used more than half the yarn for the the garter stitch part. Because when you get to the, the ribbing part, I think you just do sort of standard, like, you know, 
one increase okay. on each side of the row. So I wanted to do I wanted to do the garter stitch part as long as possible so I could get a much wide as much width out of the the yarn that I had as now, possible. Is that a DK weight or a it's Casper. I think it's listed as a fingering weight, but it feels slightly heavier it does. to me. It does look slightly heavier, maybe more like a sport weight, and has a slightly shorter yardage than I would usually expect out of a fingering weight yarn. So I basically wanted to use of it, uh, use it as much as possible. And this pattern was perfect. Good. And actually, you, there's a number of ways you do an increase row when you start the ribbing, and you can do a number of different increases so that the bottom gets can be you know more or less roughly. I did one of the less roughly versions. But, I mean, like you said, you're looking at it and it's like, this has not been blocked. No, and it lays pretty flat. Yep. That's really nice. I is impressed. I kind of want to do maybe, maybe this pattern, maybe one of the other patterns in her ebook. I kind of want to do it for one of the other, another skein of, um, a skein of wool mice that I have. Because it would be lovely to work out, to use up a lot of that yarn. And I should mention too, in the Train Spotting for Stitch Nerds ebook, there are four patterns. <coughs> There's one, the Orient Express, the, this is probably not pronounced properly, the Shinkansen, which is a Jap- the Japanese bullet train. And there's one named after the Hogwarts Express. Oh my god, let me see. With little owls. Oh. Basically, where this one has the ribbing, it has little owl cables. That's freaking adorable. I know. I want to do that one. I just bought the ebook because I'm like, yeah, I'll totally make all of these. Another thing I started, but this one obviously has not been finished yet because it's a little more complicated. And this, the I should mention the the TGV scarf shawl thing goes really fast and it's really easy. So it's good TV knitting. Yep, very good TV knitting. Um, and then the other thing I started, and I started these on New Year's Day, I think. I started the Irish Vine Mittens by Natalia Moreva, and I'm doing them in some of the palette that we bought. Yeah. From the sale. I'm doing it in the Hollyberry and the Gosling colorway. So Hollyberry is a nice sort of deep red, dark, darker red. And Gosling is sort of like a taupey color. And they're looking really pretty. Now, are we going to lay bets whether or not we're going to finish these mittens before spring hits? <laughs> I'm kind of doubting it. I haven't worked on this really recently because I need to go up another needle size because they're a little, still a little tight. On my hands, so, but then I, you know, I had them with me and then I forgot to bring my other needles and yada, yada, yada. I'm thinking of starting another pair of colorwork mittens and this time in sport weight. <laughs> Those might get done first. Okay. These ones are a little pickier. Plus, too, the, the Irish vine pattern is really pretty. It's also just kind of involved and it's not... It's not TV knitting. Yeah. And it's not a, a geometric pattern or something with really obvious, you know, a, a pattern that you can really memorize. Right. But you this, really have to pay attention to the chart. You have to pay attention to it, but it looks like you're rewarded with something absolute, like yes. a, a work of art at the they end. They are gorgeous. Like, really, you should see them. I don't know if I told announced to everybody that we got a kitty at the house now. Yay! We have... A very lovey kitty. Yes, he's a, he's a suck. He's a sucker. <laughs> He, uh, we adopted a kitty from the local Humane Society, and he is black and white, and in the Humane Society's name is Tom. Mm-hmm. We named him Oberon. <laughs> after, believe it or not, not after Shakespeare's character, <laughs> but after the Irish wolfhound in the Iron Druid series. <laughs> The iron, after two days, he was fully acclimatized to the house, and as per a cat, believes he owns it. Mm-hmm. He is extremely affectionate, even with strangers. That's good. And we believe he's part dog. <laughs> because he'll follow us around the house. 
what you doing, what you doing, what you mm-hmm. doing, what you doing. And he's very good with the elfling. And more than happy to sit on someone's lap and accept any and all cuddles. Yep. And I even had the spinning wheel out at the beginning of the year, and he left it completely alone. So my knitting, and my knitting and my spinning are not in jeopardy. So, shall we move on to Geek Squee? Yes, Geek Squee. We're That's not going a- to even attempt to cover, like, all the no. Geek Squee for the last few weeks, but... You're just going to have to fend for yourself for a couple of things. That's what we should do this year. We need to get a sound effect for Geek Squee. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, firstly, considering I have recently been destroyed by all things television, including Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> How about we lead off with something from that? Yep, we'll go. We'll start from the point of destruction, the center of destruction. Yes. Well, actually, the center of destruction with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there are a few things to mention okay. that people might be interested in. For one, Jamie Alexander is going to be guest-starring guest on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Lady Sif! So we are going to get some Asgard crossover happening, which is way cool. Yeah. Apparently, it's going to be in episode 15? Yeah, episode... Uh, so, oh my god, so that's like three weeks away. Yeah. And she realized, wait a minute, this past... Well, no, it's not three weeks away, because we're on, on a two-week break. Okay. But it's only a few weeks away, because this past week was episode 12. Right, So right. Three episodes from now. Not bad! Oh my god. It's going to be amazing! And apparently... I don't have an article up about this, but... Apparently, too, like, Bill Paxton is joining the cast of the show as, as... A she- as like, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and is going to be in a few episodes. Cool! Which is... Gonna be kind of interesting. You're, you're, you need to take your sedative again. I know. Calm oh down. God. It's it's gonna be pretty interesting, especially this is the guy who was in like, well, fitting with last week's episode, he was in Twister <laughs> and Aliens and a whole bunch of other movies, including Titanic. What was he not in is the question. Yeah, but yeah. So this is going to be awesome. And if that wasn't enough, awesome, awesome. Rumors of an Agent Carter TV series are gaining more strength. Now, if anybody is just joining us and does not know what Peggy Carter is referring to, it is the Captain America movies. Well, Captain America movie, the first Captain America. Mm -hmm. It is the very admirable, strong Mm -hmm. female role that was, that was played. She is in the military, high-ranking officer, and she kicks ass, basically. Yeah. That is Peggy Mm -hmm. Carter. And she had a, what, was it a mini-movie? Yeah, it was one of the the Marvel one-shots that they right. put on the Blu-ray DVDs. On the Iron Man 3 DVD, Blu-ray, there's a one-shot for, about, all about Agent Carter, Carter, where she goes and kicks ass. And at the end, they call her in to help, or like, co-lead S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. When S.H.I.E.L.D. is formed after World War II. So pretty much, this was the love interest for Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, that... Yeah. Has gone, obviously, because of, you know, somebody falling asleep underneath ice and, you know, 80 years going by. Things got complicated. Yeah. But yeah, so there have been rumors about her having her own TV show, which have been gaining strength. And then actually, earlier today when I saw this, it was a rumor. Now when we look at the article again, it is updated as confirmed. In that not only that they have confirmed that Agent Carter is in development at Marvel... With Haley Atwell, who played the character in the movie, to star. Good. It also has two women as writers and executive producers. Awesome. Yes! Basically, Tara Butters and Michelle Fazekas, who created the show or movie Reaper. I hadn't heard of that one. But they're going to, so basically, they're going to be the showrunners. Cool. And two of the writers for the show. Which should be really interesting, because there's still very few female writers in Hollywood. Yeah. And, oh my god. 
Oh my god. Ooh. Oh, and there's like a little description here. It says, Agent Carter takes place a year after the events of Captain America, the first Avenger, and follows Steve Rogers' girlfriend. Yeah. <sighs> as she builds her career as a secret agent while the hero is frozen at ice. You can leave off the last bit because, you know, Marvel. Well, okay, I guess for the non Marvel fans. The Marvel fans know that, and it's like, no, he's not going to be coming back in the show. So, he's not going to be involved in the show. So. so, get over it. So, in other words, it's while she builds her career as a secret agent and complete badass at S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh my god, I cannot wait. This is going to be. Oh my god. I'm kind of tempted for everybody, pull out some piece of paper and keep track of every time Karen says, I cannot wait. <laughs> and at the end of the year, whoever has the most tickets. No, no. Drinking game. Oh, it's a drinking game now. Okay. <laughs> I would like to, though, of course, saying this is a drinking game, I would like to uh, put in the the legal disclaimer that Knit One Geek 2 is not responsible for any uh, drunkenness that may ensue. <laughs> any public nudity or shenanigans are your own responsibility. Yeah, and apparently the show will be on ABC. Cool. Here's hoping that it might be like a lead-in to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Tuesday nights, or vice versa. That would be amazing. Lots of cool, geeky TV shows. Like, like Marvel Night on ABC. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, no one else can have the TV on Tuesday nights. I'm watching my stories. It's Marvel Night. Y'all deal with yourselves. Yep. I'll just be watching my stories. Now moving into other TV things, or well, TV-related things. I'm sort of at a loss for words for this one. <laughs> I was shown pictures for this a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And you know I thought of Lillian right away. Oh, yes. Because this is an epic tribute to classic Star Trek. And what is fabulous about it is this is a woman yep. who has embraced this. And who has basically created an Enterprise-themed sort of basement media room. Environment space. Family room. Bathroom, bedroom, media room, a.k.a., you know, television room, living room, kitchen. Wow, that bathroom. I mean, you could try. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a mosaic, looks like a mosaic of the Starfleet insignia on the shower, shower wall. wall. Yeah. And you see the shape of all the doorways? Yep. That's this not, is pretty amazeballs. Yeah. That's a lot of detail. Yeah. That went into this. Basically, uh, we're looking at the article in the Mary Sue, and if you go to the marysue.com slash Star Trek basement, with hyphens in between the words, you'll be able to see the photos. And it looks like the main sort of media room, like all the walls look like the walls of the bridge. Like, she's even got, like, the panels for the computers on the bridge along the walls. The little railing on the bridge leading towards the view screen, which is obviously where the TV is. And this is in Canada. Oh, yeah. Okay, where's her house? Sleepover at her place. (laughs) Yeah, Canadian social worker Lean Rainville built it in her basement for 30,000 bucks, which doesn't actually, which actually doesn't seem like a lot of money considering all the stuff. Yeah. That was done. And considering how much, like, a bathroom reno will cost? No kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's been a Star Trek fan since she was nine and watched it with her father. So now she's created her own enterprise. She's created Spock's quarters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she says she consulted consulted a designer but then took to eBay and other areas to find just the right materials to create it. Basically, it's the Enterprise Bridge, Transporter Room, Recreation Room, Observation Deck, and Spock's Quarters. That is an epic creative project. Yeah. You know, we all have our creative outlets, but that's a pretty epic one. Yeah. One of the comments. Does she punish annoying guests by making them dress as red shirts? <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Seriously, kudos And to awesome. And I imagine she'll have a lot of people wanting to have parties at her place. Okay, here's a question. If you could do that, Say somebody just gave you $30,000, but you had to use it for a reno, for your basement. What would you turn it into? Would you make it Harry Potter? Would you make it the TARDIS? 
Fuck. <laughs> would you make it 221B? I don't know. That's the, I would never, see, I could never do this. Not because of the amount of money or because of the difficulty of it, but because I wouldn't be able to decide. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it could be the TARDIS. It could be 221B. It could be Hogwarts. I think I would, I'd probably lean, lean slightly towards Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Maybe is my first instinct. Okay. But then, oh my god, like I could have it looking like the TARDIS, and of course it's not like there's, you know, there aren't a whole bunch of different versions of the TARDIS one could choose from. From like ultra modern to yeah. kinda grungy to steampunky to Yeah. Few others. Like what other things could you like you could do a Game of Thrones theme, Castle mm-hmm. theme. What else could you do? I don't suppose Breaking Bad theme would be very comfortable. <laughs> It might cause some uncomfortable moments with the police. It's like, no, this this meth lab is just for show. We don't actually make it here. We don't actually make it. Those fragments are... This cr- is actually rock candy. Yeah, that's sh- rock sugar rocks. Yeah. Oh, man. The possibilities. Yeah, the possibilities are sort of are just, just endless out there. It's one of those things you see people do it with their room, with their rooms and stuff like that. And you see on the internet and you're like, oh my god, I would love to do that. And then it's like, but which one would I choose? So everybody out there, what would you choose? Yes. If you could recreate a setting in your basement, media room, whatever. What would it be? What would it be? I think it would also maybe depend on what room it was too. I actually, I think, I think I would do Rapunzel's Tower. Ooh. Because I would be able to paint murals all yes. over the walls. Forever. <laughs> yes, I could totally see you doing that, actually. Yeah, I could. I could do that. <laughs> I actually thought her tower was a really nice place, and I wouldn't want to leave. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things that it's different when you can't leave. Yeah, I guess so. Now, segueing from Star Trek to Star Trek, who wants Nimoy as Grandpa? I do. I do. Gramps, Grandpa, Grampy, Pop Pops. The original Spock wants to be your honorary grandfather. He sent out a tweet that said, anyone here or any here want to make me their honorary grandfather, consider it done. So yes, you can have Leonard Nimoy as your honorary grandpa. And this went on and on and on. And he sent out tweets again saying, wonderful, so many honorary honoraries. I'm the proudest grandpa. I'm honored to have so many honorary grandchildren. (laughs) <laughs> Blessings on all, live long and prosper. And then, not too late, offer still stands, I'll be your honorary grandfather. Dude, <laughs> so, I, guys, I want yourself. a Christmas card from Grandpa. <laughs> are you Seriously, I want a Christmas card. Yep, so guys, basically, now we are all Leonard Nimoy's honorary grandchildren. Spock's granddaughter. Hmm. Hmm. Well, now you can always claim when you make a respectable decision that, you know, your Vulcan part kicked in. <laughs> yep. When we have to hold you As back. my ancestors say. <laughs> Live long and prosper. When we have to hold you back, come the frolic in April, from all of the yarn fumes. No, Karen, <laughs> embrace the Vulcan. Embrace the Vulcan. Think with your logical mind. Or do you have to leave the Vulcan at the door? I think the Vulcan's getting left in the car. Oh, dear. I have finally caught up on a few things. Caught up on my Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Except for the, the last one from this week, but mm-hmm. that's going to be remedied this weekend. Stuff ha- Just stuff had to happen. I did a public service... Introducing the babysitter to Sherlock. Oh, yes. That was a public service. <laughs> so I caught up on my Sleepy Hollow, um, and Ichabod Crane still qualifies as yummy. It's it's actually, I really like it. I mean, it's advertised as a bit cheesy, but it's got a good writing arc, I think. See, I finally saw Star Trek Into Darkness, mm-hmm. where I got to see Benedict drop my panties Cumberbatch, <laughs> be evil guy, and he did it fabulously. 
So deliciously evil. I was rooting for him the whole time. <laughs> Fabulous! <sighs> Cigarette. Yeah. Meanwhile, the only thing in Geeky that I've been doing in the last few weeks that I can think of is I've been catching up on the classic Doctor Who uh, that okay. appeared. At least the ones that were featured in the The Doctors Revisited. Okay. Sort of series where they, you know, basically they had one show per doctor and they would have about a half hour of people talking about that doctor Mm -hmm. and then show an episode. So I've seen up to the third doctors. Oh, I also started watching Arrow. Yes. And? Have you seen any of it? No, I haven't. Very good. It's got some angst. Mm -hmm. It's got some action. Mm -hmm. It it does have some baudet. (laughs) Some. I've seen that on the promos. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? It does have a couple of times where you want to go, oh my god, smack the bitch up. (laughs) And anybody uh, who's seen it knows what I'm talking about. I'm still way, way, way behind where it actually is, but I've only just now gotten around to it Mm -hmm. in my Christmas holiday span, so. Mm -hmm. But I'm really liking it. Oh, and then also, well, it's another Doctor Who thing. I've also been listening to more of the Doctor Who audio dramas. Mainly the eighth Doctor audio dramas from so. Big Finish. And guys, seriously, if you like Doctor Who, you need to listen to the audio, dra- audio dramas. I can make recommendations. <laughs> and some of them are very cheap right now. They're $3 for a download. Hint, hint. And we haven't been paid to say that. <laughs> no, I've been paying to say that, really. Because, oh my god. But, oh yes, one, slight, one small more thing before we uh, leave. What the hell? Tweet. <laughs> what the hell is that? This is a tweet from police from... Solihull West Midlands in the UK. Because they were trying to find a missing ring. So they tweeted, We're looking for the rightful owner of the suspected stolen ring. Already had to turn this man away. And included a photo... Of Gollum. Of Gollum. Except Gollum, like, wearing chains and with another ring on and a baseball cap. Oh, good lord. But they didn't stop there. They threw in puns, too. And said, we apologize for the ring puns today. It's difficult to break the Hobbit. (laughs) Yeah, they have another tweet. We are trying to reunite this precious ring with its rightful owner. Do you recognize it? Oh, boy. Yeah, you can see it's still fairly recently. It was The tweet was originally posted on the 13th of January. So if you go to the Twitter feed at S-O-L-I-H-U-L-L-P-O-L-I-C-E and go back to the 13th of January, you can still see it. Or if it's later, you can go to the MarySue.com and put in MarySue.com slash police golem missing ring with hyphens in between and see the photo of golem that they've got. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And just a, a, a brief thing about an article I saw on io9, which I haven't had a chance to read all of it yet, but I really want to. Uh, apparently there's, there's an article from today, so January 17th, that's titled, Should We Start De-Extincting Species That Have Died Out? And the top of the article says, Futurist Stuart Brand, founder of the Long Now Foundation, has a new mission in life. He wants to bring extinct species back from the dead. Some ecologists think that's an awful idea. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Have you not seen Jurassic Jurassic Park? Park. Yes, that's a bad idea. Do you really think that mastodons are going to behave like you know, your average everyday zoo animal. Yes. Not to mention, it's like generally at uh, most times when humans have tried to control populations of different animals, like the wolves in Yellowstone and things like that, things go bad, bad. very well because we cannot, we don't think about all the ramifications. No, if if nature took them out, she knows what she's doing. Yes. And has since, re- since, has since, uh, since adjusted to their not being there. Yeah. There's a big problem when 
you know, predators are removed from a food chain or, you know, there are excess amounts of prey or very large animals. If you want to reintroduce them, do it in CG. Yes. Do it in a holographic, you know, do it in a, on a holopad. Yes. And when you find that, let me know where it is. Okay, so... Because, oh my god, if I had a holopad, I could go spend time with Benedict and Tom at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the holodeck in Star Trek, everything around you is... Seems to have mass. Yeah. And actual form. It's not like your hand goes right through it. Yeah. So I'll your be... hand wouldn't be going through certain things I'll... if you touch them. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, anyway, moving into... Cravings, covets, and crushes. Yes. <laughs> if you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, or Hanukkah, or New Year's, or whatever, you still have a chance to say, screw everybody, I'm treating myself for Valentine's Day. Yep. Because Also you... known as, thank God I'm single day. Because you and yourself are fabulous together. Okay? You don't need a significant other. If you've got one, great. I hope they, you know, continue to be fabulous. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, you are still sensational with you. Yes. So if you want to treat yourself, we have a few things that you might find interesting. I just saw what you have on the screen. <laughs> Shall I go first, then? The hell? Where the hell are you finding these? Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> so the website, welovefine.com, which is a f- sort of nerdy fanish site for t-shirts and stuff. They have a whole bunch of shirts that they have collaborated with Marvel to do. Um, <laughs> including a whole bunch involving one Phil Coulson. Really? Yes, that Clark Gregg has actually retweeted their stuff. Oh, okay. I think as even has some of their stuff. I think I've seen pictures of oh, him. In oh, some Phil's, of a big, Phil's a big kid, so yeah, he would. <laughs> but now they have an extra special item. I love the lining. It's a Tauntaun hoodie. As from Star Wars' Planet Hoth. And actually, this reminds me, over the Christmas holidays, Mythbuster did a bunch of yes, Star, Wars, a Star Wars special. And one of them was, could Luke have survived in the inside of the Tauntaun while <laughs> Han got the survival tent up? Yeah. And they did it. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely hilarious. And yeah, apparently he would have survived. Yeah, well, you know, it's... It's a fur coat with the inside still in it. Really? <laughs> as gross as that's a thought. Well, is that his thought? But I, yes, so this and I one, thought they smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. So basically, it's a hoodie in sort of a light blue and a white. And the head, the or the, the hood of it, has the Tauntaun head sort of printed and sewn on it. Like the ears and stuff are actually bits that stand out. Um, and then the inside. The lining of it looks like intestines. Yes. It's Fantastic! And also, another little detail that's really awesome. It has a lightsaber zipper pull. That's cool. Looks like it's 60 bucks on here, which is not bad, considering. But yeah, it does look pretty hilarious and kind of adorable. Now all you need, actually, from that, is you need a four-year-old dressed like Han or Luke riding on your shoulders. Or on your back. Or no, baby. Baby. In one of those baby carriers, the stomach baby carriers that you can zip up underneath the hoodie. That just went wrong in all kinds of directions. <laughs> wow. Okay, moving on. Yes, moving on. What do you have? I have shinies. Ooh. And I sent you these shinies a little while ago. Yes, you did. This is on Etsy. This is 312 trinkets. And you have the options of lockets, pocket watches, oval pendants, and heart lockets. And it is pretty much all geeky stuff. Yeah. We have Game of Thrones 
uh, house insignias. We also have ones that look like the dragon eggs where they have the scales. We have Harry Potter themed ones. Iron Man! Iron, An- Iron Man heart arc reactor necklace pendant. We have a couple that are non-geek, but trade specific, like camera mode dial. Yeah, the aperture dial from a camera. Uh, we have Mischief Managed. We have Legend of Zelda, always. and mm-hmm. Ooh, Starry, Starry Night. Night. Yep. We have a couple of Minecraft ones. There's Alice in Wonderland. There's the Full Moon. Ooh, pretty. Nine and three quarters. Nine and three quarters. Captain America looks quite nice Ooh, in there. Ooh, yes. Captain America's shield. Le Mis. Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff house crest. And you can get, also get a monogram. Mm-hmm. Iron Man selling, seems... a, selling a lot of arc reactors. Yeah. Oh, the camera lens locket necklace, oh. too. TARDIS. Yeah, I saw that one on the other page. The TARDIS. These are pretty. Looks like she does reserved listings, too. And these run about $18. Yep. In U.S. funds, so there you go. A little bit of geeky fun. Well, that's... Geeky bling. Yeah, geeky bling. Now, I found some really cool yarn bowls. That almost sounded like yarn balls. Yeah, yarn (laughs) bowls. Okay. B-O-W-L-S. From Earth Wool Fire. You can find them at earthwoolfire.tumblr.com. And basically they just post the things that they're creating on their Tumblr and then you can email them if you want them. And they post some in-progress pictures too. There's one really cute one. Oh my god! Dragon in a cave! <gasps> and it's, it looks like a Harry Potter-ish type one because it has mm-hmm. eggs. At the moment it's unfired and will become glazed in purples and green. Oh, I wonder if I could commission one of those. You can for 75 pounds. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Look at the lighthouse one. These are insanely detailed. And gorgeous. There's also a, there's a crochet hook holder here that looks like a little witch's cottage. And you just poke it, poke the crochet hooks through the roof. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Planer yarn bowls are more like 35 pounds. Mm-hmm. The one I saw that I really wanted, but oh my god, is the TARDIS yarn bowl. The bowl with the TARDIS on the side, glazed in a beautiful pretty blue. Again, it's 75 pounds, which again, like... I can see why. These take a lot of work, and there's a lot of artistry that go into them. They're just also out of my budget. <laughs> Custom Persian cat yarn bowl. Oh, that's adorable. Oh, Ooh, wow. skull one. That's neat. That's creepy. And kind of cool. A skull yarn bowl. That's, you probably might well, you want to just take a look through these. Just to Is that an octopus them. one? Yep. Well it's, well, it's a yarn bowl with little legs with curly feet. So yeah, so you can take a look through their designs on earthwoolfire.tumblr.com. Alice in Wonderland. You kind of teapot. Teapot and milk jug. And as you can probably tell from my mentioning that they're in pounds, they're obviously from the UK, so you'd have to take that into account with shipping and things like that, too. But, oh, these are so pretty. Okay. So actually, I think we should leave it there. Okie dokie. Because soonish enough, we are going to have lots of talking to do. Yeah, we are. About a certain detective on the BBC. Girl. Sorry, I'm in my happy place. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so... And if anybody got something really cool for Christmas... Oh yeah, let us know. Yeah, let us know. We want to know what it's like. And keep an eye out for a thread starting a 2014 stash down. And also... Yes. The 2014 Ravelonic yes. Games. Yes, Games. We are... Keep an eye on the board for the team. There is stuff going on, so the team has not been created yet, but it will be. So... And start thinking about what projects you want to do. Yeah. I still got to figure that out. But yes, until then... All right, everybody, uh, please send Miss Karen uh, hugs, good wishes, but no cookies. They don't allow those in. Um, as she sort of, like, curls into her corner and recovers from the last few weeks of... Feels. Oh, God. Feels with a PH. PH for Phil. 
Yep. Feels. Oh, I'm sorry, Colson. It's time for your medicine. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or our show notes at our blog, knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T one G-E-E-K two dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also find them at our Ravelry group. Just search Knit One Geek Two in Ravelry's groups feature. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can leave a comment at the blog, comment on our Ravelry group, or you can send us an email at knitonegeek2 at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at knitonegeek2. Thanks, and keep geeking on!